Let's go, girl. Just tell me that I can and show you things that you couldn't believe. Women Talking Football, or WTF for short. Of course, never, ever, ever to be confused with WFT. My name is Mallory Hartley. I'm the associate producer here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Once again, sitting in the hostess's chair slash host chair. And sitting over there, turning the dials, she is the... AP to my AP. She's the executive producer of this place. It's AP! Yo. Ashley Pickle. Hey, what's what going on? What is up? We don't get it confused with being WFT. I can't say that for the sum of the population, but I can say that we will never get it confused that it is WTF. Nobody should ever get it confused. No. Because WTF is a very, very common acronym mm-hmm. for something that we say quite often in this place. <laughs> So how can you get it confused? Anyways, let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to our. We, next try, we tried to make it a layup. Apparently, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not to some people, but that's okay. That's why we're here to remind you. Uh, also, happy Star Wars Day. Yeah, it's May, May the fourth. Be with you. Do you like Star Wars? Oh yeah, I do. I'm a big Star Good. Wars fan. I, I love uh, that. I feel like most people are either Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. I definitely leaned on the. I never watched the Lord of the Rings. I'm big. Star I've Wars. never seen it either. I yeah. have seen now. I have not seen any of the new Star Wars movies. Like the prequels? The, yes. Yeah. I have not seen any of the new ones, but I saw the original six. Yes. So the correct. four, five, six, and then you go one, two, three. Mm-hmm. I've seen all six of those. And I've I, my mom showed those to us very early on, so I've always been a Star Wars fan. Correct. But you and I both. I got a yeah. Star Wars Christmas sweater. That's dope. I need one correct. of those. That, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I enjoy Can that. Can confirm it. It is dope. <laughs> it is dope. Well, happy May the 4th. May the force be ever in your favor. Oh, wait, I just switched. That's it. okay. We that, went, that was we wait. That was Star, Star Wars, Wars and then Hunger Games. Games. Back to Star May the force Wars. be with you. <laughs> That's funny. That is really funny. Wait. <laughs> no, you added an extra whistle. It was close. You almost had it. Whatever. Anyways, we tried. <laughs> Happy Star Wars Day. <laughs> this is episode 37 of Women Talking Football. I cannot believe it's already episode 37. Um, but we're an internet show. We're here every Thursday talking football around the Lone Star State. And usually we talk about Texas high school football and college football. But today we're going to dabble a little bit in the NFL If you remember, the NFL draft happened this weekend, and quite a few former Texas high school football players were selected in the 2023 NFL draft, and we're going to go through each and every one of those names for you. And then in the back half of the show, we are joined by a very special guest, fellow North Texas Mean Green alumni. She is the Dallas Cowboys team reporter, Miss Haley Sutton. She was going to join us in studio, but got caught up in all the Dallas Cowboys work she's doing over there. So she will just be calling in today, but super, super pumped to have her on today. All right. The NFL draft happened this weekend, like we said. And a lot of Texas high school football players were in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a draft person? We talked about this on the Republic of Football. Yeah. And so I'm curious as I, to 
very much enjoy the first round. I will sit Correct. there and I watch it. I think it, the first round is getting a little long, if you ask me. But um, Agreed. One night a year, yeah. I, I really do enjoy the first round. After that, I definitely keep up with it, but it is solely on a social media or like an ESPN push notification, like right. that kind of stuff. First round, I sat down and watched the entire thing. Anything after that, I'm sorry. But unless there's someone I'm like incredibly curious where they're going – then no, I'm not tuning into it. I'm not ruining my week, not ruining my weekend, but letting it take up my entire weekend. Right now, I I completely agree with you. I am a f- I am a first round kind of person because of all the hype behind it and everything, right. and how much effort they do put into that first yeah, Thursday it's an night. Event, and it's it, fun they to make watch. an event, yeah. right? Exactly. However, I'm also a big college football fan, yes. so I do like, especially when I get to see Michigan State players go. I mm-hmm. think that's pretty cool. So I'll keep watching up until that point. But it's also just kind of cool to see some of the Texas college players that get drafted because you know we talk about them every week on Republic of Football and we go see their games every single week so it's kind of cool to see these these players that we've watched oh yeah for four years plus you know finally making their dreams come true and and getting the chance to play at the highest level possible oh yeah I mean I was down in Houston when this was going on it was surrounded by quite a bit of Cougars fans definitely when uh when Tank Dell got drafted everyone was excited but we knew that was coming but when Clayton Toon got drafted that's when everyone was like that was awesome it happened it happened like so it was cool to you know you get the notification or you're watching you're watching it's like hey look it happened so that's that's about my interest level in the draft yeah yeah no it it, it's it's a fun event and I'm glad they do make it such a fun event every single year because it you know gets people to watch all the way up until the until the end well but. that's what they've been working you know 22 23 oh, years yeah. of their life to for this moment to that moment for this so actual that's, moment that's the coolest part for me it's not necessarily like the x's and o's perspective of it right. that, that gets me super excited because i know that football's just still it seems so far away right but it's the seeing someone and hearing the stories of like i've dreamt of this forever and this is like the night it's finally happening right exactly exactly well, altogether, I believe there were about 38 former Texas high school football player players that were, I guess to lump them all together, assigned to an NFL team, whether that be they were drafted in one of the seven rounds or that they were signed on after the fact. Today, we're only focusing on the 28 former Texas high school football players that were selected in one of the Senevent rounds of this year's NFL draft. So just keep that in mind when going through all of these names. But let's go ahead and look at the first round. Four former Texas high school football players were selected in the 2023 NFL draft this year in the first round, which to me, which is insane. I think that is so stinking interesting. So first over, yeah, I was gonna say that's that's twelve and a half percent. That's the first exactly. Round. I was doing the math real fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's twelve and a half percent because four out of the thirty-two draft picks. I mean, that's that's a good percentage. That's pretty dang good. Um, so the first Texas high school football player that went in the NFL draft was Tyree Wilson out of West Rusk. He was uh, picked by the Las Vegas Raiders, and he also played at Texas Tech. He was a standout there. So super happy to see him as the first. Uh, Texas high school Unbelievable fit, too, man. Did you, oh, did you see the fit yeah. he was wearing? Oh, yeah. That thing was fresh. He was ready. <laughs> he, he knew he was going high. Yes, he did. He did. He knew. He knew the first round was for him. Uh, at pick 17, the second Texas high school football player to be picked was Christian Gonzalez out of the colony. He was picked by the New England Patriots. They did well in the draft this year, I think. Mm, they did. At pick 20, Jackson Smith and the Jigba out of Rockwall played at Ohio State. 
picked by the Seattle Seahawks. And man, this one I think hits home for you because you <laughs> you covered him in high school yeah, over there in Rockwall. We were we were discussing this a little bit with the entire team because obviously you and I are the we're the two youngest on the you know editorial video perspective over here. And um this was the first time since I've been covering Texas high school football that I was like, oh, my God, I, I really like genuinely hardcore mm-hmm. covered this kid. And that's the first time being 26 that I've like experienced right. that. Um, but, yeah, I was there when Jackson Smith, the Jigba had his six touchdown game in the area round to beat Allen. And so it was like that to this day, since I didn't get to see North Shore Duncanville in 2018 in person, that 2019 area round game is still the best Texas high school football game I've seen in person. So You'll to never see, forget that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> to see him go. And I got to, I got, I had the chance to interview him afterwards for Fox Sports Southwest at the time. Um, so yeah, that was a really like a sentimental little, yeah. like, I was like, oh, there's my boy. Cause I taught, I covered Rockwall probably about three times that season for Fox Sports Southwest. So, so you just became like, really familiar with him and the yeah, team Yeah, he knew everything. I was going to talk to him every single time. <laughs> and kind of remembered who I was so it was yeah that yeah. was that was the first like I'm getting I'm old, old. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny we uh we drove out to the lake this weekend and I was with my dad and uh-huh. I was like we passed we obviously go through walk and I was like dad that's where Jackson with the Jigga played. And he's like, what? And I was like, never mind. But that's where we that's played. Where it is. The Ohio State Rodgers with the just got drafted. But anyways. And your dad's like, you're a sicko. Yeah, yeah correct. He did. He actually absolutely said that. But anyways, uh, congrats to him. Fantastic, fantastic kid. Uh, and last uh, Texas high school football player that got picked in the first round was Quentin Johnston out of Temple High School, picked to the Los Angeles uh, Chargers there. He was a standout wide receiver at TCU. Uh, super, super happy. One of, I think, eight TCU players that were drafted this weekend. So they sure cleaned up mm-hmm. um, down there in Fort Worth. So that's the first round. Let's move on to the second round. Only three players selected uh, from that have played that played Texas high school football. Uh, at pick 36, Steve Avila, also from TCU. He played at South Grand Prairie. Uh, drafted to the Los Angeles Rams. Pick 55, this one's awesome. Rasheed Rice from Richland, up here in North Richland Hills. Let's go. For the Kansas City Chiefs, he played at SMU. He's a standout at SMU, so super excited to see him go. And at pick uh, 63 from in the second round, we've got Marvin Mims Jr. of Frisco Lone Star. He played at Oklahoma, and he was drafted to the Denver Broncos. Now, I feel like that's a name that I haven't heard from in a little bit. I think think that we we actually talked to Marvin Mims at Big 12 Media Day I think oh this year or something I think Ish interviewed him or something mm-hmm. but I when I saw that he went I was like oh my gosh that's awesome just yeah, because we get our- so close-minded when like not close-minded but we were so closed off from the outskirts of mm-hmm. college football like we're only focused on Texas mm-hmm. so seeing like the name Marvin Mims Jr. pop up I'm like Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. His senior season was the same one as uh, Jackson Smith the Jigba, and he was our uh, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. That's right. That's right. So super pumped to see him go as well. Moving on to the third round. Four Texas high school football players selected in the third round. At pick 67, Drew Sanders out of Denton Ryan. He played at uh, Alabama first, I believe, and then transferred to Arkansas. He was drafted by the Denver Broncos. At pick 71, another TCU Horn Frog, Kendra Miller, standout running back over there, uh, played high school football at Mount Enterprise, and he was drafted by the New Orleans Saints. At pick 84, Devon A. Chain of Fort Ben Marshall, 
He was drafted by the Miami Miami Dolphins and uh, played all four years, I believe, at Texas Mm -hmm. A&M. And then finally at pick 90, DeMarvion Overshone of ARP, a standout Texas Longhorn coming, staying home, I should Mm -hmm. say. He was drafted by the none other than the Dallas Cowboys. So that's that's pretty cool to me to see that he gets to stay in his home. St- I mean, Arp, Texas, if you can look on the map, if you don't know where Arp is, it's kind of way out there by Texarkana, way out there in East Texas. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that he grew up as a Dallas Cowboys fan. So to see him getting drafted probably by the team he grew up watching – that's pretty stinking cool. It really is. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, pictures of him walking into Texas games with cowboy hats or like That's right. when he was really little mm-hmm. um, wearing Dallas Cowboy stuff. So, yeah, that was very, uh, very much a cool homecoming. Yeah. Let's move on to the fourth and fifth round. We lumped these together because there's so many. Oh, wait, no, that's yes. Fourth and fifth round. We lumped mm-hmm. these together because there were there was only one, I believe, that was selected in the fifth round. I think that was Clayton Toon. But uh, at pick 109, Dylan Horton of Frisco. He was Frisco High School, I should say. He was drafted by the Houston, Texas, so he kind of gets to stay home too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick 115, Roshan Johnson of Port Niches Groves. Um, he was drafted by the Chicago Bears. Pick 118, Braden Daniels of Hebron High School, selected to the Washington Commanders. At pick 130, Tyler Lacey of Saxe was picked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then, of course, at pick 139, we've already mentioned him, Houston, former Houston quarterback Clayton Toon of Hebron High School. I did not realize he went to Hebron, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was doing that. I was like, that's really cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's bounced around a lot, but high school was one thing that he stayed there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, selected by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, that's a great fit for him, especially because I think he, he'll get to back up a great, like Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. um, and maybe get some playing time if Kyler can't stay healthy. So yeah. that's a, that was a great Allen pick by right there. Seriously, I, I, I tell you that, I mean, Texas high school football takes over the world. I'm not even kidding. It it really, truly does. But it's always been king. It is. Uh, all right, let's move on to the sixth round. Had a ton of former Texas high school football players go here. Pick 182, another TCU guy, Travias Hodges Tomlinson of Waco Midway, drafted to the Los Angeles Rams. At pick 185, Parker Washington of William B. Travis, selected to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pick 189, O'Shawn Mathis, a former TCU Horn Frog. He ended up transferring to Nebraska his senior year uh, from Manor, Texas. Manor. Am I saying it right? Yeah. It's just going <laughs> to scream at me. I love that that's the one you didn't know how to say it. <laughs> so good. I know it's some, like, it, it's, a, it's a different way Manor. to say it, but Manor. From Maynard, Texas. <laughs> he was shout drafted to... Ishmael. Shout out Ishmael Johnson. He was drafted to the Los Angeles Rams. At pick 194, Keandre Coburn of Spring Westfield was drafted to the Kansas City Chiefs. Pick 197, Elijah Higgins from Austin Bowie was selected by the Miami Dolphins. This one was really cool. Um, and I'm really excited to ask uh, Haley about this one. At pick 212 selected by his got a call from his own father it was deuce vaughn kansas state running back and cedar ridge alum was selected by the dallas cowboys and i don't know if you guys saw the video but his dad works as a i guess i don't know what his official title is but he works as a recruiter or something for the dallas cowboys so he was actually in the draft room with mccarthy and jerry jones Mm -hmm. and he's the one that got to call Deuce Vaughn and say, hey, 
you want to come to you want to come work with me? with me and it awesome. oh my it was really stinking it was really cool good. i won i like that pick a lot for the cowboys at that spot i um, do too we can have a conversation about what i feel about some of the earlier picks that they made but this one one i think is a really really good pick for them i think he could make a, a heck of a little like slot receiver type yeah um, definitely or be another Cavante Turpin on the on the seriously though agreed um but no that was awesome yeah. i mean really really cool yeah uh, at pick 215, Zach Evans, also a former TCU Horn Frog, but he ended up transferring to Ole Miss, I believe, uh, out of North Shore. He was selected by the Los Angeles Rams. And then the final former Texas high school football player drafted in the sixth round, it was at pick 216, D. Winters of TCU, uh, formerly at Burton High School in Texas. And he was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. That's a lot in the sixth round. Yeah, that was a big sixth round. That was a big sixth round. And to round it all out in the seventh round at pick 221 is Jalen Jones of Cibolo Steel down there in San Antonio, selected by the Indianapolis Colts. At pick 240, Derek Parrish out of Pearland. Uh, selected by the Jacksonville Jaguars at pick 247, Braden Willis out of Arlington Martin, shout out the Agtown, <laughs> selected by the, the San Francisco 49ers. You know what? It's funny. The Ag in San Francisco, I, you literally can't tell a difference. They're the no, same No, no, of course not. Of course not. I see palm trees in my backyard everywhere. Right? There's palm trees in or water, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've only been into San Francisco once, and it was a while ago, so I don't remember. But it's eh. And to round it all out, the final former Texas high school football player selected in the 2023 NFL draft, it was at pick uh, 249, it was Moro Ojomo. I, yes. I believe that's how you say his yep. name. Out of Katy High School, selected by the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, that's a really good pick, by the way. The too. Dirty uh, Birds. The Dirty Birds. Yeah. Blech. Blech. Anyways. So there you go. There are there was all 28 former Texas high school football players that were drafted in one of the seven rounds in this year's NFL draft. Now, actually, I did the math. So actually, 16 of them out of the 28 stayed home to play college ball. Mm-hmm. Now, realistically, it was 18. O'Shawn Mathis and then... Oh, I'm blanking on the other one. Uh, Zach Evans, who both started off at TCU but ended up transferring, transferring otherwise. Out, yeah. But that's because we I feel like we talk about it all the time how we have we've in the past, I feel like Texas colleges have had trouble keeping mm-hmm. the talent in state. The talent in state. But I feel like this is a really good measurement stick of, hey, things are changing right here. And I think that's a really good stat to to be known because I feel like there is such a stigma around that, but yeah. you know it's improving and it's getting better. No, I think it is, and I think a lot of that has been the the coaches that you've seen take over these college programs Absolutely. of having Texas high school football ties between Jeff Trailer, Joey McGuire, now GJ Kinney. I mean, mm-hmm. you're really getting those people that want the Texas bona fides coming in. So I'm interested to see what happens. I think that there will be a different sample size between these past couple of years where people are really taking a lot of Texas kids. Now everyone's shifting into new conferences. I'm I was going to say see how that affects that. Yes, I think so too be because cool. I, I feel like there is such a there's there's a different stigma around a what we consider a power five college football program, mm-hmm. which I don't even think you can use that term anymore. It's more no. like a power two. Yeah. Um. But with all these programs moving up, 
and at you know different competition levels the yeah. competition is seen as greater now mm-hmm. especially for Texas moving into the SEC and even North Texas moving into the American well and know? that's the thing is you've got to think about so many of the Texas teams now are in the exact same conference like exactly. they, they were with the Big 12 but now it's Big 12 in like multiple different fashions of mm-hmm. like Tech TCU and Houston and all of them are still going to be competing for all of the same kids right. now North Texas is competing with SMU and UTSA and like right how does and, that yeah. transition what SMU is able to do recruiting rights because now they're having like five other Texas teams join them so it'll be really interesting to see from that perspective with so many teams being in the same conferences right yeah I agree great point great point so there you go Congratulations to all of the former Texas high school football players that were either drafted or signed on to play at the very highest level of football. That is an unbelievable achievement that you can reach. And it's really, really cool to see you guys living up to, you know, your highest expectations and following your dreams. So congratulations to everybody. That was at least signed on this weekend right. to, a, yeah, to an NFL team. There's a team. lot of uh, undrafted free agents that were out of Texas, too. I think when you combined all of those together, there were 45 of them, I believe is what yes. we had talked yes. about. So that's, I mean, that's a ton. Yeah. Well, and it's cool to see, like, also, you know, we didn't talk about it, but Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. um, and then Max Duggan, they, of course, did not play Texas high school football here, but they They've, played college football here, and they yeah. made a huge impact on the state. So it was really cool to see them, you know, live out their dream as well. So. We are Women Talking Football. We are here every Thursday at 2 p.m. talking college football, Texas high school football, and now NFL football around the Lone Star State. Uh, We are about to have Miss Haley Sutton on, but before we get to that, let's hear a word from our good friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Thank you to our friends at VCR now. All right, Pickle, let's head on over to the hotline and let's bring in former Mean Green alum and Dallas Cowboys team reporter Miss Haley Sutton. Haley, how you doing, girl? Hi, I'm going to be honest, I'm exhausted. It's been a wild couple of weeks. <laughs> I can uh, but I'm understand. excited. I'm doing good. <laughs> Thank you so much for for coming on. I know like you said, you, it's been a busy couple of weeks for you, but we're super excited to talk to you about the NFL draft and and you know how the Dallas Cowboys did. But before that, for all of our our viewers, you know, watching our show, we love to we love 
our guests to talk about themselves for a little bit. Um, so kind of give us your elevator pitch. You know, you know, who are you? Where do you work? And, and, and how did you get to where you are now? Oh my gosh, girlies, we need more than a day to talk about <laughs> how I got here. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, my name is Haley Sutton. I'm currently the team reporter for the Dallas Cowboys. I also host a couple of shows with fellow Mean Green alum, uh, Kyle Yeoman. So uh, a lot of Mean Green up here <laughs> in the Cowboys facility at the Star in Frisco. Um, so yeah, that basically just means I'm doing a little bit of everything. We podcast up here like crazy. Um, I host a couple of TV shows. Um, I get to kind of get close with the players, share their stories, do a lot of features. I'm working on a recap right now for the home run derby last night that raised a lot of money for a lot of really great charities. So mm -hmm. fun stuff like that. Um, born and raised right here in Texas. I graduated from Red Oak High School um, before going down to Texas A&M Corpus Christi to play soccer and get my undergrad degree. Uh, and then I transferred to the University of North Texas to finish my soccer career with the John Headland. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, graduated from North Texas with my master's in journalism. And then I did the wildest thing and I moved to Montana for my first job. I spent two years up in Great Falls, Montana, covering everything from six-man football, a little bit of rodeo, did some interesting water sports coverage up there. Uh, so definitely interesting times up there. Uh, then I went to Alabama, uh, covered a little SEC football, a couple national championships before heading to Miami for a few months. Uh, I was working at a television station in Miami and then Kyle picked up the phone and said, hey, come work with us uh, here at the Cowboys facility. And the rest is kind of history. So I've been here uh, creeping up on seven months now, but it feels like it's been an eternity just with the way that our schedule and everything works. Uh, we're kind of cruising into the official official offseason uh, the next couple of weeks. So we'll be excited to kind of reset and refresh. And then training camp will be here in July. Man, I'm telling you, that Mean Green connection is strong. I think all three of us can yep. can agree to that. It really is strong in the DFW yeah. area. We're leaving our mark for sure. Now, like you said, you were you were a standout soccer player at the University of North Texas, and and what a what a standout program that that, that Coach Edlin has 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 been at the helm over there. Um, what was it like, you know? being covered by sports journalists, I guess you could say, you know, you know, being interviewed by everybody that wanted to cover the UNT soccer team to transitioning into a sports journalist, I guess yourself. Yeah, it was interesting because while I was playing soccer, you know, I was getting my master's degree. And when I was at UNT, I always tell people I never slept because I did, you know, absolutely everything. I worked for uh, the production team up there, Mean Green Productions, uh, doing everything from shooting games and then eventually working my way onto uh, some on-air stuff for them. Uh, I interned with ESPN Radio. I interned at Fox Sports Southwest. I was freelance writing for a newspaper in Prosper, uh, all while getting my master's degree and also being a teaching assistant for some awesome professors. So uh, I really honestly didn't have a chance to think about it. I was just so determined uh, to make it in this business. I know as, as women, and you guys can probably echo this, it's doubly, triply challenging for us to be able to, you know, get our foot in the door, have that respect. And so my goal was to not give anyone an excuse to not hire me or to not give anyone an excuse to not take me seriously. And so, you know, a lot of times I would see what other journalists were doing, how they were covering things and, and saying, you know, how can I apply this to my own self? Uh, and I try to keep that at the forefront now that I'm, you know, where I am today, just making sure that those small morals and the things that I learned really early on, how that can kind of connect and carry over 
uh, into what I'm doing right now. So uh, it really, it, it is super humbling. I actually um, just emceed the uh, Scrappy Awards up there mm -hmm. on Monday. And that was such like a humbling full circle experience <laughs> because my year, I, my last year I was there was the first year they started doing Scrappy. So uh, it made me feel a little bit old, but also just was so cool to look at, you know, the next generation of whatever those athletes in the room plan on doing, just being the liaison for them and, and hopefully continuing to be a role model to people in this industry. Uh, it was, it's super humbling, but I mean, I gotta be honest, I'm still learning every day. There's things that I can continue to grow and learn from. And there's so many incredible people just in the DFW area, uh, that you can take a lot from. So it's still a journey, but yeah, it's definitely full circle moment a lot this year well and that really I mean it leads in perfectly to the fact that obviously you went through your train of getting to where you are at now and obviously there is a big difference between working at a local news station from Montana all the way down to the high market of Miami but now you've really been able to fully transition over into being able to cover one specific team, really being the inside expert on the beat for that. What has that transition been like with you? Because when you're MMJing, you were doing everything mm -hmm. about every team and all of that. Now it's like, hey, you're still doing it in a lot of different ways, but it's all about one subject. How has that transition been for you? Yeah, it was difficult at first because as someone coming from local news, you know, number one, the way my brain operates, it's like, okay, I have this at this time. I have this at this time. My deadline is this time. So how much can I get done in this time period? Uh, and I know exactly where it's going. I know that I'm flipping a package for the four o'clock newscast. Then I have to turn around and shoot highlights for the 10 o'clock show. Mm -hmm. Here, it's obviously a little bit different because our content goes out at different times. Uh, your deadlines are a little bit different. And so it's really kind of given me the creative freedom uh, to work on certain projects, give them a little bit more love, uh, kind of be able to touch up on my editing skills a little bit. Um, and then on the flip side of that too, you know, like this is an interesting role because, you know, you're developing into a personality. And I hate using that term because I think it's so cheesy, but the reality is, especially within the Cowboys fan base, uh, they look to a lot of us in the building as, you know, their, their go-to personalities, their go-to people. Um, and so I've had to step up my game when it comes to, you know, how am I covering the team? Like, how am I watching film? How am I analyzing these players? Am I looking at them from the lens of, you know, the rookies coming in next week, for example, are we going to evaluate them based on, you know, their skill set and what they bring to the table and separating that from the fact that I've been a Cowboys fan since I could walk. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a difficult transition, but it's really, like I said, it's all about just, recognizing that you know you're here to do a job and this is i would argue one of the hardest jobs in sports journalism because everybody knows this team everybody loves to either love this team or everybody loves to hate this team and as media representatives for the organization we fall under that same category they either love you or they hate you um so it's really all just about you know like developing myself just as a more well-rounded reporter going from you know talking to the guys in the locker room and hearing, you know, that Jake Ferguson is excited to welcome another tight end into the group so that he could fit into the four horsemen, but then taking that information and looking at it on film. Well, what does that mean? How is Luke Schoonmaker going to come in and make a difference? Because Mike McCarthy expects him to be a starter, but it is, does he have starting capability? Does that mean that he's affecting Jake Ferguson's playing time? Is that a position battle we have to watch? So it's all just about, you know, shifting your mentality and taking, you know, what I've learned from local news and, 
almost shifting it to more of like an analysis as opposed to like, I've got to get a report out because my Mm -hmm. deadline is Mm -hmm. coming up, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's kind of cool, too, because I guess you don't really have to be neutral, like a neutral reporter, because you are the Dallas Cowboys team reporter. So you can let that, you know, favoritism show just a little bit. It doesn't really have to be pushed aside. Um, (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about that, that little thing that happened this weekend, the NFL draft. From an outside perspective, it looks like the Cowboys did pretty well. So I'm curious to know, as the team reporter, what would you grade on a on an A B C D F scale? What would you grade the Dallas Cowboys overall from this weekend? Yeah, um, I would give them a B. And the only reason why it's not an A is because you know you've got to see these guys perform. I, you can't give these guys grades when you've never even seen how they suit right. up against you know other professional athletes. So I give them a B. I think the biggest thing that the Cowboys fans really have to keep in the forefront is that the front office went into this draft knowing that there were very specific things that they needed to address. The number one issue for the Dallas Cowboys last year was the run defense. They had a difficult time stopping the run, mostly because they had shifted Michael Parsons out to more of an edge. And so he was trying to keep that side of, or keep the edges rather contained, leaving a lot of space on the defensive line. You brought in Jonathan Hankins at the trade deadline. He made a big impact and then he got hurt. And you saw immediately the drop off of that run defense that had improved when you brought in Jonathan Hankins. So what did they do when they go into the draft? Their first pick, they take 330-6-4 Mozzie Smith, who was absolutely Mm -hmm. going to clog up any holes on that interior defensive line. And then the next issue that they have to address is blocking. What a lot of people don't recognize with the release of Ezekiel Elliott is one of his best qualities was pass protection. He was an incredible blocker for Dak Prescott. And a lot of times the reasons why we didn't see that explosive run that we were used to seeing in vintage Zeke was because his role had shifted a little bit. He was a red zone scorer and a pass protector. So what do you do in that? You go in the second round and you draft a Luke Schoonmaker, a guy whose bread and butter is blocking, playing in that Michigan offensive scheme. So I really liked how they went in. They addressed things that needed to be addressed off the top. And then it kind of became a luxury down the stretch, you know, like, well, now how can we get creative? We can add a DeMarvion Overshone in who's going to be a linebacker for us, but also has some really great special teams ability. And they just kind of kept going down the checkpoint. Um, and then obviously the Deuce Bond story. I mean, I couldn't mm-hmm. have been more excited for that as someone who got to meet and chat with uh, Deuce Bond at the Combine. This was really like a cool full circle moment for him to be in here. And he's a ball player. Uh, so I think they really did a good job of addressing the things that needed to be addressed. Now the next layer is those rookies coming in and even the undrafted guys that they added after the draft is seeing who are going to be guys who are going to compete for spots on that 53. Absolutely. And now looking ahead to the 2023 season, obviously a lot of momentum coming off of of a really, you know, record-breaking year for the Cowboys last year. How are they going to build off the momentum from, you know, everything that they were able to achieve last year? Especially in the Yeah, you know, yeah, I think the most, the glaring issue is obviously the deflating loss to the 49ers in back-to-back seasons, especially when they happened in very similar fashions. Uh, and listen, these guys don't forget uh, the the team word last year was resilience. And that word was selected by Mike McCarthy because of how much this team wanted to come back from that 2021 season and, and make progress. And I think they did make progress. It's obviously frustrating when your team doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, but they did a lot of good things last year. 
especially when you factor in the fact that your starting quarterback didn't play for the first six games right. of the season. You, I mean, Shout you had your Cooper backup Rush. quarterback yes. in, and you were able to make it. I mean, Cooper Rush went four and one uh-huh. to start the year. Like that was the reason why this team was so successful. That and the defense, obviously. So now, you know, back-to-back years of difficult finishes in the postseason. We got past the first-round hump. So I think Mike McCarthy's big thing is you have to keep building. And with him taking over play-calling responsibilities, it shows how much Jerry Jones has built that trust within him. Uh, He's going to have a little bit more control. He's already shown that he is committing to being more of a run-first team. He's committing to utilizing his tight ends in a way that's a little bit more creative. Um, and then obviously the defense under Dan Quinn is pretty much unstoppable, especially given the pieces that they've added. So the number one thing I would say about these guys is, is they're committed. They are out here mm-hmm. at practice every day. Most of them are here. It's voluntary workouts right now. I think the only guy who comes to mind who's not here is Micah and he's down in Austin training for, to get bigger and stronger and mm-hmm. faster and all that. So I think this group has the sour taste in their mouth again. They're super committed to the process. And they like each other a lot. And I know that that sounds like such a silly thing, but I think why they were so successful in those moments when Cooper Rush is behind center is because everybody on the team has each other's back. There's no clicks. There's no drama. There's no he said, she said. They all take accountability and they all want to win for one another. And so as much as the on the field stuff is important, that stuff is important as well. And so I think now you get a nice draft class in again for back-to-back seasons. You filled in those positions. All that's left is to go out there and play ball. So uh, it feels pretty good from the offensive or from the offseason standpoint. Well, as a Dallas Cowboys fan myself, you got me pretty hyped for the season. <laughs> I am really, really excited. She is Dallas Cowboys team reporter, Miss Haley Sutton. Haley, really, really appreciate your time uh, coming in and hopping on our all-female podcast. And do you want to give a little plug to you? I, I know you guys have an all-female podcast as well. It's uh, Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Yeah, um, our awesome group of gals, uh, Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez, it was pioneered by Jane Slater, who is the NFL network reporter for the Cowboys. Um, And she's really kind of allowed us to spread our wings and and develop in our own ways as she's, you know, doing all the things that offseason is required of her. But um, I just want to flip it back and give you guys a shout out because, you know, when we were starting and we were getting into this, the idea that women could talk football or talk sports in general it's still kind of taboo, you know, it's uh-huh. changing uh, every day, but it's really exciting just to see how many powerhouse women just in Texas alone uh, are stepping up. They're holding everyone to a higher standard, but really just proving that, you know, it doesn't take, you don't have to take a snap of NFL football to understand the game. You don't have to ever have even played football to understand the game. Right. You can talk and you can learn and you can develop. So Uh, I'm really proud of you guys, too, especially coming from the same college. And, you know, we're all out here setting the tone. So uh, a lot of good content to choose from for our Texas listeners. Absolutely. She is Miss Haley Sutton. Haley, really appreciate your time. Hope to see you soon and and try and get some sleep here in the next couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want sleep. We don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) There she goes, Haley Sutton. You can follow her on Twitter 
at underscore Haley Sutton for all your Dallas Cowboys news and notes and whatever you'd like. She is, I'm just blown away. She is very, very well versed in all things Dallas Cowboys. I mean, she really, no surprise here, but she really does know her stuff. So go give her a follow on Twitter to get your, to get your Dallas Cowboys news. Oh yeah. And that's honestly why I was just so interested to hear how her transition has gone because I've, I've followed her. I mean, her and I went to college together and obviously we're the, she talked about the first scrappies. I was there when the first scrappies were, were happening as a part of the marketing department and stuff, not as an athlete, but I've watched her go. I mean, every single step, it hasn't been a surprise that she's moved up and up and up. But Mm -hmm. I remember the days when she was in Montana and I would see her up there freezing her butt off and I'm going, I don't know how she's doing that. Right. And then when she finally got the job in Miami, I was like, man, I am so stinking proud of her. And then when I found out she was coming back home, I was like, this is just awesome. But I wondered, I was like, that's a real you know, I've never done the local news reporting, but that's a, I know from every, all my friends that have, that's a really hard uh, switch to flip. It is. Saying, hey, I'm going to go from covering literally everything under the sun that happens in this one city or in the surrounding areas to starting to do a, like for our standpoint, a statewide thing, or then going to the Cowboys and being the expert. It did not surprise. I was like, yeah, give this girl time to focus on one team and she's going to just crush Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was so excited when she got that Cowboys job and and Kyle and all of them, Nick Harris now um, are our buddies over there. So the Cowboys have, they've started hiring really, really well. And I'm pumped to watch what that team does over there it'll be exciting i agree i agree all mean green alum too yeah so that's that's even better yeah. we're gonna we're painting this off screen we are we're painting dfw green <laughs> we're so. painting dfw Caw. green <laughs> Caw always and go mean green always well i think that's gonna do it for us you can subscribe to us of course as always on apple music not spotify what oh, do you have I, yeah i have, have one more yeah uh, well, i was about to ask you do you have anything else oh well i was gonna say uh something that we should have been promoting for a couple of weeks now that i don't think has made it to wtf we've been talking about it on texas football today but this weekend um Correct. you're gonna be on camera this weekend because we are headed down to do for the second time the texas high school football hall of fame the banquet is being had saturday evening in waco mm-hmm. um there will be a press conference at four and then we will do an hour-long pregame show heading up to the hall of fame so pregame show starting at six banquet we will stream the entire banquet live matthew stafford will be there speaking of you know yeah. nfl because that's what this show has been on um but mallory's going to get an interview with matthew stafford so we are super excited for that but greg tepper ishmael johnson mallory hartley they'll have you covered this weekend from the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. You can watch that for free on TexanLive.com. So yes. 6 o'clock this Saturday night, Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Make sure to tune in on TexanLive.com. Yeah, my dad's pumped because he's a Lions fan. So obviously nice. the only thing that Lions fans have to grab onto right now is Matthew Stafford, exactly. former quarterback. <laughs> so <laughs> that's super fun. Yeah, it'll be a blast. I'm, I'm super excited for it. The event went so well last year. We're excited to to make it even better and, and make those improvements for, uh, for this year. So... Thank you to our wonderful guest, Haley Sutton. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Mallory Hartley. We'll see you next Thursday on Women Talking Football.